2017, there were some pretty wild news headlines circulating saying Facebook had to shut off an artificial intelligence, or AI, program. Apparently, two AI bots started communicating in a language so advanced and sophisticated that to save the world from an impending AI apocalypse, the plug was pulled. Maybe you heard the story back then, or maybe this is your first time hearing it now. But either way, it sounds a bit sensational, right? Well, certainly not more sensational than our intro music. Welcome to Viable Underdogs, where we try and teach you some cool stuff and hopefully encourage everyone to become a bit more sustainable. My name is John, the charismatically cool Carlos is with me as always. This is episode number 8, and the second episode of our Is Science Dumb series. The first episode of which was back in episode number 3. Today we're talking about sensationalism in media and how clickbait articles can mislead the general public on many important topics. Unfortunately to burst this cool Terminator sounding bubble, some of the headlines were a tad misleading. The AI program was designed to simulate negotiations, and during the course of negotiations, the bots started using more verbal shorthand. Basically, their version of English had changed to the point that to an outside observer, well, listener in this case, that it became a separate language. Really, not much different than the natural evolution of the languages here on Earth. If you were to permanently separate a population of people who speak the same language, given enough time, the languages of both populations would start to diverge, eventually resulting in two separate languages which shared the same root. The AI language, although quite different, still maintained the English root, and it's pretty indiscernible, if not even a bit creepy, to anyone who reads the transcripts of the two bots speaking. Even the English of today is still changing and evolving. Words like LOL or LOL might make some English majors a tad furious, but they are finding their ways more and more into everyday language. Even in my short time on this planet, I have witnessed the meaning of the word literally casually start changing to mean figuratively. You could say that literally is literally changing. Both the transcripts as well as the code the AI was using are available online if you're curious to go do more research on your own. It's not to say that this story isn't interesting, it's just nowhere near as interesting as some media made it out to be. And this should be something we all keep in mind when we read sensational headlines and stories. Does a story seem interesting enough to make an average person raise an eyebrow? Or is it so crazy and outlandish that your eyes bulge out of your head like a cartoon character? Because with the AI story, depending on which platform you read it at the time, either reaction could have resulted. Anytime a news story appears to be a bit sensational, or seems like it would make an average reader overly emotional, maybe check the same story from another site, or run the story through a fat check-in website like Snopes.com. It should come as no surprise as to why a media platform would tempt us all with a misleading or clickbait title slash story. Exaggerated stories are more fun to read, more viewers equals more profit, and since there's less regulation on media these days, as we stated back in the last Is Science Dumb episode, anyone can really start a blog, vlog, or podcast these days. It becomes tempting to promote misleading or all-out inaccurate information these days in the hopes of greater viewership and or profits. 
This probably doesn't come as a surprise, but in this episode, we want to dive a little deeper into the nuances that journalism faces and why incorrect or misleading headlines isn't always done maliciously or even intentionally. The first challenge is the paradox of neutrality. In theory, good journalism is impartial and neutral. We all know this is never the case. We can all probably name a few examples of news outlets that lean heavily in favor of one political party over another. But let's instead focus on those outlets that do actually try their best to be impartial and neutral. One massive problem is deciding where to draw the line. Most often, there are two sides to every story, and responsible journalism would require presenting both sides of the same story. But what happens when the story is heavily skewed in one way or another? Let's say I have a particular issue that involves a thousand scientists. Of those 1,000 scientists, 999 all agree on a particular topic. But one lone wolf scientist is saying the complete opposite. Should both sides actually be represented? Doing so may lead the viewers thinking that there's a greater debate occurring than 999 to 1. However, ignoring that one solo scientist and not covering that story could violate journalistic neutrality, wouldn't it? Or maybe, as a journalist, you could cover both stories, but only give a fraction of time spent covering the scientist who disagrees. Or maybe you could remind viewers of the numbers themselves. But then, who are you to decide if it's odd that there's only one scientist who disagrees? Does this always happen with every scientific study? Are there always outliers like that? Just how much information do you need to present or withhold if you want to maintain integrity? And these are exactly the challenges faced with journalism. These are decisions that responsible journalists need to make. And this is part of the reason it's important to read information and news from more than one source, even if you don't 100% agree with everything it says. Even with the fact-checking website Snopes.com we mentioned earlier, the website is sometimes accused of being right-leaning or left-leaning depending on the news articles they cover. You can actually read both accusations on their website. And the fact that they upset both sides is likely a good indication that they're doing a decent job of trying to remain as neutral as possible. We here at Viable Underdogs also try to do the same thing. But it wouldn't surprise us if we were told we are biasly leaning in a particular way. Polarizing topics, like sustainability, have a nasty tendency to do just that. Although access to information and knowledge has never been more widespread, the ease of which misinformation and disinformation spreads has also increased along with it. Here's a few takeaways to ensure that everything you read and hear is as accurate and neutral as our humble little podcast. Number one, is the headline and story interesting or literally crazy wild? As stated before, the more interesting, the less likely it is to be based on the facts. Number two, try to read the same story from more than one source and use fact-checking websites like Snopes. Number three, be wary of any media offering easy, simplistic answers to anything. These target our more basic, primal tendencies to want easy, simplistic stuff. They're often effective at gaining our attention, but provide very little in terms of actual value. In conclusion, it can be quite easy to succumb to clickbait titles and articles, 
and the challenge associated with journalism can sometimes create incorrect impressions to viewers and listeners. Someone can be led to believe that there is a great debate within the scientific community over a particular topic when in reality there is no debate. This can lead to confusion around certain topics and further lead some to the conclusion that science may in fact be dumb rather than science being at the mercy of responsible journalism and its associated challenges. Cheers. Thanks for listening. As always, please share and forward this podcast. The first step towards realistic sustainability is in knowledge and discussion. And this can't happen without everyone's input. Please send any questions, comments, or clickbait to viableunderdogs at gmail.com. Our intro music is composed by Mark Kronowski and the music currently playing by Jonathan Atkinson. We intend to get a website up and running in the near future. Until then, you can check out the fact-checking website at snopes.com, that's S-N-O-P-E-S, to see if anything sensationally read recently is based in reality.